Welcome to this week's Frankly Golf podcast. I'm Valerie Melvin here with Frank Thomas and this is podcast number eight and we are going to be talking today about caddies and golf cars. That's right, that's right. So Frank, um, what's your experience of caddying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've I've only caddied a very few times and and therefore you basically because you were qualifying for the Women's Open and and uh, various other events, and uh, uh, I think I talked too much on the golf course to you and giving you too much advice that you didn't necessarily listen to. Oh, I don't know about that. I think I listened. I didn't always take your advice, but I did listen. I'm a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did quite a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed when I caddied for you um, a few times um, over in St Andrews. Right. It was it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed that very much. And I hope I did a good job. You did a very good job. Certainly uh, helped my back a little bit because you carried the bag so yeah. much. Right. And I made I made good sandwiches. That's right. <laughs> Aside from that, you know, when you look back at pictures and artwork over the years, um, you know, there's always a caddy in the picture, isn't there, Frank? Yeah, caddy was the fabric of the game. And the feeder system to introduce people to the game, they used to carry the bags for their their golfer and do other chores and keep quiet for that period of time and uh, earn a little bit of money. So uh, the girls and boys. Yeah, and it's a little nugget of information that not a lot of people know about is that they were somewhat uh, instrumental in the adoption of the 14 club rule. Uh, Yes, I think it had a bit of an influence on them. Uh, It was in 1934 that uh, uh, Lawson Little, as a matter of fact, was carrying seven wedges in his bag. Now that must have been heavy. They were very heavy. And in 1934... Uh, Robert Harris suggested that uh, the skill of the game had been compromised because of the steel shafts where you could take a club for every shot as opposed to taking your hickory club and making a swing for different shots. And he proposed to the RNA that um, uh, they had reduced the number of clubs down to 14, uh, half the, basically half the number of clubs that were actually being used in, in many cases. Yeah, and we've got a lovely quote from Robert Harris, who was a former British amateur champion and Walker Cup captain, in our book from Sticks and Stones, um, where he's discussing this uh, this particular subject. And I just want to read out this quote, which is great. He describes how knickerbockered, hobnailed, cloth-capped British sportsmen were inflicting unnecessary hardship and stunting the growth of the small boys and girls of France and Belgium by the weight of their golf bags. I I think he used that just (laughs) to persuade uh, the members of the RNA to actually uh, change the rule. He was an amateur champion and also a Walker Cup captain, so he had some influence for them, but uh, he proposed that. And uh, it was in 1938, and it was eventually adopted by the USGA and the RNA in, in 1939. Yeah, a, a good change, I think. And, you know, it's interesting how caddying in general is a way to learn the game and become aware of the challenges that the game presents. And it's a great way to introduce youngsters to the game. I remember when I was young, you know, with my dad, I'd go and caddy, when I was just getting started, I'd caddy for him in the club medal every week. And it was such a good experience. And I I don't think you can help but understand the game if you're just caddying. Even if you don't play golf as a caddy initially, 
just understanding the thrill that a good shot provides and the challenge and also the overall experience of of the challenge that uh, people need in the game uh, becomes a, and it's a very addictive and I think that they introduced to the game because of that. Uh-huh. And I, mean, I think particularly a caddy's especially useful if you're playing a course for the first time or if they know your game, if you have a regular caddy, I think it's helpful. And I always think when we go to St Andrews and I watch people, you know, playing maybe for the first time, um, teeing up in the, on the old course, um, I'm so glad when I see them with a caddy because that you you play that course and a lot of people maybe won't play it more than once or twice but to have the help of a caddy to help guide you around the course is extremely important because you don't normally see the lines it's not obvious where to hit it the, the old course as great as it is is one of the most difficult courses to play for the first time because of that and a caddy certainly helps you and I wouldn't recommend that anybody play it without a caddy for the first time and uh, they're very good at reading the greens, and they're professionals now at, at, at uh, St Andrews. Yeah, no, very good. And I think having a caddy sort of promotes walking, it speeds up play, it helps you clean, and they help you clean and protect your equipment, and in general give you good advice, and makes you enjoy your game a bit more, and if you enjoy your game a bit more, then maybe the caddy should get a bigger tip. Well, I think that there's some incentive to make sure that the uh, golfer enjoys their game and, and the caddy was there to try and help do that. Yes, uh, I think that the game is more enjoyable uh, with a caddy uh, and I, I don't think that... Uh, I think it's uh, part of the whole game that we should never lose. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really a feeder system to participation. Yes. And, you know, the thing is, in the mid-1950s, we had the sort of introduction of the golf cart to help people who are infirmed, you know, to help them play rather than giving up the game, which is extremely valuable as well. But, you know, as times evolved, golf carts have been used more and more, and they've really had some really probably unintended consequences. Yeah, I, I, I do think that uh, that there's some some good parts about having a golf cart, but also some detrimental effects on the game. I think course design has changed significantly because of the golf cart and uh, designing golf courses that are unwalkable and therefore done, doing away completely with any pr- potential caddy program. I think that's a bad thing. I think that, yes, it was good to, to help those who were infirmed, but then suddenly people became infirmed that didn't need a golf cart or claimed to be infirmed. Uh, I think that is one of the one of the one of the problems, and the other thing is that the the income source for the club is significant. The guy, our golf cart is probably one of the major sources of income to the golf course. Yeah, the, I mean, one of the good things is um, the Evans scholarships, um, obviously alive and well and thriving, helping a lot of um, caddies sort of. Um, you know, get through university. I think they've helped you know thousands of of caddies. Evan, the Evan Scholarship Program is wonderful. Western Golf Association have developed that, and uh, they've really helped a lot. And uh, I hope that uh, we continue that program and the ability to do it. But golf courses have to continue to have caddy program, 
and there are many of them that do insist on that, and I hope it will continue to be a, a tradition for the game, and those golf courses don't ever give up the program of caddy. Uh-huh, no, you're right. Do you think caddies and carts can coexist, Frank? Um, I, I do think that uh, uh, caddies are on the endangered species list, uh, but I think that's our problem, and we can resolve that. We can take caddies, we can encourage caddies, we can recognize the importance of caddies, and I do think that maybe we can coexist with, with carts. Well, we hope this gave you some food for thought. Um, we will be back in touch next week, but until then... May the frog be with you. <laughs>